Hi, and welcome to Way Too Seriously, the podcast where we watch kids' movies and then take them way too seriously. I'm Paul Moffat. I'm Jan Moffat. And this week we watched, and we'll be talking about, Teen Titans Go to the Movies. Jan, do you want to tell us a bit about this movie? I sure do. Teen Titans Go to the Movies (laughs) is a 2018 film we saw it in theatre. It is based on the television series Teen Titans Go. It was written and produced by series developers Michael Jelinek and Aaron Horvath. The events of the film take place during the fifth season of Teen Titans Go. The film features the voices of Greg Sipes, Scott Meneville, Carrie Payton, Tara Strong, and Hayden Welch. Well, Will Arnett and Kristen Bell also join the cast. Paul? Do you want to tell us a little bit about the plot of Teen Titans Go to the movies? Yes, I do, Jan. Superhero team Teen Titans, led by Robin, is considered a joke by the other superheroes and therefore has never had a movie made about them. Robin is obsessed with getting a movie made about him so that he can prove to himself that he's a real superhero. But in the process... He alienates himself from the rest of the Teen Titans team and falls to the manipulations of his arch nemesis that he develops during the course of the movie, Slade Wilson, who it turns out has been posing as the director of superhero movies, which was all all an elaborate plan to keep superheroes busy so Slade can take over the world. Robin and the Teen Titans reunite and stop Slade and save the day but never, ever get a movie made about them. Except, like, this one. Yeah, yeah. Right. (laughs) So that's the story. Let's start, uh, as we always do, being objective as we can, how good of a movie do you think Teen Titans Go to the movies is? I think that... If you're a fan of the show, and if you're a fan of, like, the funny side of DC, you'll definitely like this movie. Mm -hmm. It's definitely a good movie. I think that maybe if you're not as into, like, the meta and the ridiculousness and the fart jokes that our Teen Titans go, you might walk away from this rolling your eyes and I don't really fault you for that. I think similarly, I'm not particularly a fan of the show. Like I know our kids have seen it, but I think this movie uh, is very enjoyable. Even if you don't know the show at all, Mm. even if you don't really like the show, I think this is a very well-made movie Mm -hmm. in terms of the quality, the skill and the craft that has gone into this movie. I think it's really good. Very good. The writing is hilarious. The the plot is like this crazy meta plot, but actually holds together pretty well. Yep. And yeah, the acting and the animation are all are both really good as well. And the music is really good. The music is great. There's a couple of uh, songs that are, I mean, they're, all played for laughs mm-hmm. successfully, though. 
Yeah. They're funny. And then even like the main song that gets sung both at the beginning and again at the end, I they sing the entire song twice in this movie. But that was fine. It yeah. was a funny enough song to, that repeating it a second time was great. I think it was really high quality filmmaking. And if there is, I mean, we could talk about the writing. Mm -hmm. I think as always, I like to distinguish between two things. I mean, there are hundreds of things about the writing, but what I always like to point out and talk about is like the story, the plot and the script and the dialogue. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In terms of script, in terms of uh, script, this is a funny movie. And so the, what the script is usually going for is comedy. Mm -hmm. And I think it does it really well. Yeah, I think, I think it nails it. I think this is a really funny movie. The, in my judgment, the uh, failure of this script, if there is one, is like you said, a reliance on like fart jokes and uh, kind of gross out jokes a little bit. Maybe not gross out, but like bathroom humor. Yeah. And a little bit of knowledge of the DC world in order to get the jokes. To me, I don't see that as a fault mm -hmm. um, because I think that there is enough that if those things go over your head, there's enough humor in the movie otherwise that you're not really going to be missing them, Yeah, I think. That's true. But I think if you don't like bathroom humor, there are some moments in the movie where you're going to be uh, frustrated. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I see that. You can, I mean, obviously, you say what you say, I say what I say. I think only the bathroom humor is actually a problem. Mm. Yeah, I think you may be right. In terms of plotting, there's a real strength, I think, is... Uh, Robin has a goal. He wants to achieve it. He does whatever he has to to achieve it throughout the movie. And in kind of classic uh, movie, simple movie plot, right? He wants something so much that he sacrifices everything else to get it. And then when he gets it, it isn't what he really wanted. And he has to regain one of some of the things he sacrificed on the way. Mm -hmm. That's basically what the plot of the movie is. It's a bit cliche. Yeah. But it also... Is a kid's movie and they don't know the cliche necessarily. Yeah. I think it's well done to have the character's uh, goal be kind of consistent through the entire movie. It's a little bit of episodic, like, how am I going to get a movie? Well, I'm going to do it in this way. Now I'm going to do it in this other way. Then I'm going to do it in this other way. Yeah. And the, especially the whole sequence of time traveling to prevent any other superhero from existing was hilarious, but I think in plot terms, lifts out. Oh, completely. Yep. Uh, and there's a few little smaller sequences that also kind of lift out of the plot. Mm -hmm. I think. There are some big, unpredictable twists that I actually really enjoyed the way that they play them. Mm -hmm. That, like, the fact that they're unpredictable is the joke. Yeah, absolutely. 
And I mean, spoilers, uh, Jade Wilson turns out to be Slade all along, Mm -hmm. wearing a lady director mask over his supervillain mask. (laughs) Like, that's hilarious. Yeah, it was. And even like, I was expecting her to be evil and that was kind of telegraphed, but I was really expecting it to be like his daughter or his sidekick or whatever. And then it just turns out to be him. (laughs) That was clever. And that's an example, I think, of like, knowledge of the DC universe helps you get some jokes, but it's not essential in this Mm -hmm. movie. Like, if you know that Slade's last name is Wilson, then the director being Jade Wilson clues you in that she's connected to him. Yeah. But even if you don't know that, she's shady. Yeah. And it's not a big twist that she's a villain. And even if you do know that, it is a big twist that she's him in disguise. Yeah, exactly. I also was expecting her to be his daughter, even though his daughter in the comics is named Rose. Mm -hmm. I just like, you know, she's a completely different shape (laughs) from him. I didn't see that coming at all. No, not at all. So apart from objectively... How much did you enjoy Teen Titans Go to the movies? I enjoyed it so much. I had a great time at the movies. I thought it was very funny. And that was the primary thing I enjoyed about it. Me too. Like, there was a, like, laugh uproariously moments in this movie. There were so many great, great meta jokes and, like... A little bit adult jokes, but still funny enough that the kids got them. And mm-hmm. then, like, the background Easter eggs were just, like, bananas. I'm, I'm sure I missed half of them because there were so many. Yep. And, but then also, like, the plot was hilarious and the, yeah, it was just really well done. Especially to, like, just take a TV show and turn it into a movie is often fraught. Yep. And can be just like, oh, it's just an extended version of their show. But this actually did a really good job. And this is where I feel like this movie stands on its own. You can have seen no episodes of Teen Titans Go. Yeah. And still enjoy this just as a movie, I think. Yeah. I mean, and frankly, yeah, I haven't seen that many episodes of this version of Teen Titans Go that our kids have watched. I've seen, like, the old version which wasn't Go, it was just Teen Titans. It was just Teen Titans, but the theme song was Teen Titans Go. Yeah. Yeah. Which was very different animation style and just very different kind of show. Tonally quite totally. different. But yeah, it was great. Do we want to, while we're talking about things we enjoyed, there's a short that came before this movie. Do we want to talk about that now or do we want to talk about it totally at a different time? Uh, no, let's just talk about it now. So, do you want to tell us about the short that came before Teen Titans Go to the movies? There's a short that is about uh, the DC Superhero Girls, the TV show. And the short is about that. And it is Barbara Gordon. And it's just entirely Barbara Gordon is called by Wonder Woman and Supergirl and etc. to come help her help solve a crime. But she has to escape her house because her dad is still awake and he doesn't know that she's Batgirl. And so it's this great whole sequence where she sneaks out of the house and gets into her Batgirl costume and, like, uses her super belt and everything to get to the to Mr. Freeze before the rest of them do. And she succeeds at that. 
But I just like literally if the heart eyes emoji was my face <laughs> throughout that entire sequence because anytime I get to see my beloved Batgirl on the big screen, especially that version of Batgirl, I love that version of Batgirl a lot. She's fun, she's funny, and she's super competent. It's like, so yeah, it was great. It was like it was named uh, DC Superhero Girls, but it's not. There is a series DC Superhero Girls, and this is not really the characterization of these characters from that so much. Uh, right, it was more like the Best Friends Forever. There was Super short. BFFs uh, show that had Wonder Girl. Supergirl and Batgirl and it never really it never took off into a real show but it looked really promising mm-hmm. and this is this short was made by Lauren Faust who made Super Best Friends Forever and My Little Pony and My Little Pony and it I totally agree I love it and the characterization of Barbara Gordon from Super Best Friends Forever and from this is not like the standard Barbara Gordon characterization but is just delightful mm-hmm. she's like what if Pinkie Pie was Barbara Gordon. It really is. Exactly. And I love Pinkie Pie. Hilarious. It's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. I was just like, when the credits came up for that, after this, like, you know, five minute short, I was like, we can just go. I'm good. I, I, I That could be the movie for me. And it was like, you love Barbara Gordon. She can be on screen and you'll be personally delighted. Yeah. But this short was also very funny. It was also Like very on funny. its own merits, yep. even if you don't love Barbara Gordon. And if you don't love Barbara Gordon, why don't you love Barbara Gordon? She's the best. <laughs> but yeah, just you went into the movie. We both, Teen Titans Go! started with us both in great mood. Yep, exactly. So uh, what else did you love about this movie? I loved that they sang. That yeah. there were the the fact that there were musicals uh numbers was great. I love a musical. I love a fun musical. I totally accept as canon that Cyborg has a tape deck in his chest and yeah. one of his pa- central powers is being like <laughs> putting in a mixtape to <laughs> Let them do musical numbers. That was hilarious and wonderful. And kind of a reference to Guardians of the Galaxy, which was great, too. Yeah. Because they kept, they kept making references to, like, mostly the DC universe, but then every once in a while they'd refer to Marvel as well, but then, like, also say that they were referring to Marvel. And, oh, uh, yeah. There was a Stan Lee cameo. There was a, there was a hilarious Stan Lee cameo. Actually oh. by Stan Lee. Yep. With, like, it's me for my cameo. And they're like, this is a DC movie. I don't care. I love cameos. <laughs> it was genuinely hilarious. Yeah. And I thought it was, at first, it was going to be, like, because the Teen Titans are in the foreground. And then, like, this Stan, clearly cartoonized Stan Lee is in the background, just, like, mopping and grinning at the camera. And I already was laughing, being like, haha, they're putting in a Stan Lee cameo. And then they, like lampshade it by having him like literally talk about like hey it's me stan lee for my cameo and then he reappears later and is like cameos more cameos (laughs) yeah it is really good it is really good and yeah there's just multiple things like that there's things in the background like i mean everything from like there's star labs to there's uh a like a store called Rorschach's 
Yep. And uh, I can't remember all of them, but all of the background, every single storefront is a reference to something in the DC universe. And it's fantastic. And there's several shots of like all the superheroes sitting there watching a movie and spot the obscure DC superheroes in that scene. Totally. Because of course there's Superman played by the way, by Nicolas Cage. Yeah. Uh, He finally got to play Superman. Oh, good for him. But like also dead man. Yeah. (laughs) Metamorpho, the element man. I'm just naming people who were in the front row because they were the easiest to spot. Yeah. I mean, you have swamp thing was very front and center. Yeah. You have, uh, and then, you have uh, Batgirl and Nightwing side by side. And so you know that this, they never na- give Robin his real name yep. in Teen Titans. That's just the way that it's always been, is he's never known as anything other than Robin. But this is pretty much made canon that he is Tim Drake Robin. Although. Who is the best Robin? Tim Drake is my favorite Robin. I wondered, like. In the way that you can have two people who are both uh, Dick Grayson at the same time because shrug. Yeah. Because uh, there was a lot of focus. Here's my reason why this might be Dick Grayson Robin. There was a lot of focus on his booty. Right. Yes. That is canonically uh, Dick Grayson uh, has a good, has an attractive butt. (laughs) Yes, he does. (laughs) That's Gail Simone added that to the canon, and it is canon. Yep. So the fixation on Robin's butt, although it wasn't sexualized at all. No, it was more just made. But it it seemed like it could have been a Gail Simone joke. Yeah, I feel like it could have been. Or a joke referencing Gail Simone, I mean. Yeah. It's really Nightwing who has the nice butt. It's true. That's very true. Who used to be Robin. So maybe not. But also Will Arnett as Wade Wills as Slade. <laughs> and they made a lot of jokes about calling him Deadpool, yeah. which Deadpool is a Marvel character. And like, I was around first, so really they should call him after me. No, I'm pretty sure you weren't. Yeah. <laughs> Deadpool? What? I- I'm not Deadpool. I thought Deadpool was a good guy. Why does everybody think I'm Deadpool? You got them guns. And the swords. Yeah, well, lots of people have guns and swords, okay? Nah, I'm pretty sure you're Deadpool. Look into the camera and say something inappropriate. Because he's Slade Wilson and De- Deadpool is Wade Wilson. <laughs> and he's Deathstroke and Deadpool is Deadpool. And they look the same. Yep. Their costumes are the same. And it's true. Deathstroke was around first. Trivia tidbit. Deathstroke's full name is Deathstroke the Terminator. He was called that before the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. And I don't really understand why DC never insisted on him, like, on that copyright of that name. Because they could have. Yeah. They had a character called the Terminator. Anyway. Sorry, what were you saying? I was saying that that character is voiced by Will Arnett, who is Batman in the Lego Batman movie. Which is extremely similar to this movie. There's a lot of things in common between the Lego Batman movie and this one. All the references to like other comics, other like the meta-ness of it, just and all the DC superheroes being there. It was very similar. I think Teen Titans Go to the movies was less frenetic than Lego Batman. Like mm. the jokes were a little bit slower paced in a way that I like better. Yeah. Sometimes Lego Batman was just like Boom, 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 boom. Hard to follow. Yeah. 
But also, I actually think Lego Batman had more heart. Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. This movie was a lot of hilarious fun, but the uh, emotional center of it was weaker than the emotional center of Lego Batman. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. There was very little emotional center. It was just it was like, basically fun. Yeah. Robin wants to be in a movie and then for a hot minute, he thinks that he's lost the Teen Titans because he wants to be in the movie. And then they're all like, no, we still love you and you're our friend. And then they win. And there's not a lot of emotional turmoil at all, mm-hmm. which is fine. Yeah. Because it was funny. It was meant to be funny. It was lighthearted. It was meant to be lighthearted. Mm-hmm. But so, just. So speaking of emotional centers, should we get into taking this movie way, 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 way seriously? Let us indeed do that. Is there anywhere that you particularly want to start? Well, a little bit about the meta world okay. is like, is this a good thing that we're mm. doing this again and again in children's media is making things very meta, very self-referential. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of books. I notice in the, um, picture book industry there's a lot of books coming out that are very much about hey i'm a book look at me turn my pages and that's it's just kind of a theme lately it's a trend yeah to have meta things but i wonder how that's influencing this younger generation and if it's a good thing to to always be so so self-referential because you don't give they don't have the basics yeah. Of non-self-referential media to get the joke of a self-referential media. What do you think? I think there's something to that. I think that, um, I mean, as we were walking out of this movie, we happened to run into some friends of ours at the movie. And as mm-hmm. we were walking out of the movie, one of our friends said, like, you know, laughing about the movie. was like, oh, it's the postmodern where nothing means anything anymore. Ha ha. Uh, yeah. I think there really is something to that. Mm-hmm. That on the one hand, on the one hand, that's not new. Like Bugs Bunny made reference to the fact that he was in a cartoon all the time. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and there's a Bugs Bunny-ness to Teen Titans Go mm-hmm. of like madcap, don't take it to like the emotional weight isn't really there. It's zany. It's self-referential. They reference this. They go in. Like I said, Bugs Bunny, but also as they go into the Warner Brothers, they see the Warner Brothers Tower and Starfire is like, oh, that's where the Animaniacs live. <laughs> yeah. And there's an Animaniacs feeling to Teen Titans go to the movies. Yes, absolutely. So this isn't a new trend for cartoons. No, right? that's a good point. In fact, it's kind of a being present in, in cartoons since the beginning. This kind of anarchic comedy hmm. that uh, refuses to... Take it, Warner Brothers cartoons, actually. Yeah. They've been in cartoons for the beginning, but specifically Warner Brothers cartoons. The strength of it, I think, the, the like, madcap zaniness, I mean, there's something valuable to show children and to show people that uh, fiction is fiction. Yeah. That stories are meant to be fun and enjoyable and that you the viewer can be part of what makes it enjoyable you can take it apart you can notice that it's fiction and there's a real joy in that 
But it also, at the same time, that robs it of that emotional depth, right? It's yeah, hard exactly. to be moved by a story that's telling you not to believe it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think there is something to a concern that, like, are we... I mean, one movie on one, I don't think one movie does it, but if it be too much of a trend is like, are we robbing a generation of the uh, experience of emotionally connecting to fiction? That's exactly what I'm saying and thinking. They're viewing everything through this emotion, this ironic detachment. Yeah, exactly. It's just, yeah, the ironic detachment is this lens that we're, that was fine for is fine for like teenagers and adults and stuff, but not so healthy for a four year old. That said, I agree with you. That said, I also have noticed a trend, but I think one movie or even ten movies, like I think there is enough earnestness and sincerity still. Right? Mm-hmm. So if all movies were this movie, I think it would be a problem. But most children's media is still allows for emotional connection and for earnestness uh most good children's media there's always going to be stuff that's bad that's Mm -hmm. like not ironically detached it just is bad (laughs) and you don't get emotionally attached for that reason i feel like there's room plenty of room for a movie like this that is good but uh uh metatextual and anarchic yeah, I definitely think, like, this, I wouldn't call, like, this movie is a problem. I just feel like the trend is worrying, is just slightly worrying when it comes to small children. But maybe there are enough of the other kind. There's enough earnest media out there that it's okay. To push it a little bit further, I mean, like... Maybe this is treading the same exact ground, but I distinguish it a bit in my mind that like we're talking right now about is this, you know, good or bad for kids to watch, but a little bit more abstract philosophy. Like what is a movie if your movie is about how this they didn't get a movie? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, what is the nature of a fictional of fiction? If it is, there, there's always been in comics, continuity uh, messes with this sense of like, what is a contained box of fiction? I'm going to pick up a piece of fiction. It has mm-hmm. a beginning. It has an end. It stops where I want it to stop. It starts where I want it to start. Comics have always messed with that because it starts before you want it to start. Mm-hmm. And it's going to keep going. And Teen Titans go to the movies because it's an adaptation of a cartoon that itself was an adaptation of another cartoon that was itself an adaptation of a comic series. And there's all these characters with different versions and different, all just kind of being brought in and piled on top of each other. Like I said, a second ago, we could have Robin and Nightwing both be Dick Grayson in this movie. And like, how do you make sense even as an adult of a piece of fiction if it doesn't have these structural rules anymore. Mm-hmm. But that's not something new. No. Either. Like, I mean, you think about the Muppet movie. Yep. The Muppet movie was about them getting to make a movie. And yep. that was came out in the 70s. Yep. So there's always been this. And, like, and some people 
really great against it. Some people really hate that kind of a thing, and some people like it. I'm someone who likes that. Me too. And will always like absurdity. So I don't mind this kind of a movie. And well, I can healthily question it like I am now, as long as it's not the only option that's out there, it's good to have as an option. Mm-hmm. Because it's good to examine things from a different perspective and notice that you're watching something. Always be questioning. <laughs> yeah. So what else way too seriously do you want to take in this movie? I mean, we could talk about the usual things we talk about. I feel like the representation of gender in this movie is quite good. Mm-hmm. I really like... Uh, from going all the way back to the original Teen Titans cartoon, uh, Raven and Starfire as very different models of femininity that are both just like, yep. Yeah, exactly. They're presented very well. They talk. Do they talk to each other in this movie? I don't know. It's hard. I didn't to know because the Teen Titans the team of five of them talk over each other and kind of to no one a lot. Mm-hmm. A lot of what Starfire particularly says is just into the air. Yes. But they certainly interact with each other. Mm-hmm. And they go off like... In the show, they certainly have adventures with each other. Yeah. And... So I... And then there's Jade Wilson... Uh who let's for a moment forget that she's Slade Wilson in a, in a mask. Right. Uh, Cause I want to get back to that, but I kind of like, I think that there's a uh, better than average representation, a female presence in this movie. Mm-hmm. That said, uh, two out of five of the teen Titans are female. Mm-hmm. So it's still less than half. Yeah. Still less than half. So that's not good. Mm-hmm. You know, and this really, this movie foregrounds Robin and the rest of them are the backups. And so it's like, which isn't the case in the show necessarily, but this movie is Robin and the other four. Mm -hmm. Very much so. And so your protagonist is male and half your secondary characters are male. So maybe that's something to... Side-eye. What do you think? A little bit. Robin has always been the leader of the Teen Titans, and that isn't an excuse. No. But that is the way things are with Robin. He's, uh, I think that there is a variety of maleness represented as well, which Mm -hmm. is a good thing. I think Robin is not a stereotypical boy in a lot of ways. I don't think that Beast Boy and Cyborg like, Cyborg is emotional. Yep. Which is kind of funny because he's part robot. Yeah. But he's the most emotional of the five of them. And and Beast Boy is kind of the goofball, and Robin is more serious and takes on a leadership role as well. Um, I just feel like it's a good balance. But I do think, yeah, it is the character they choose to focus on for this movie was Robin. 
And I'd like to see one, see maybe another movie where they focus on Starfire or Raven. We complained in two of our recent movies about female characters who are the uh, stop having fun, stop being goofy, stop having your adventures, go be boring character. Mm -hmm. Really, Robin is that character in this movie. Absolutely. And Starfire and even Raven, despite being mopey, are both allowed to be goofy mischief makers in this movie that we often don't let girls be. I really appreciated that there was the whole poop joke thing that was so stupid that they pooped in a toilet that was a prop toilet. But it starts off with it being the two male sidekicks. You start off with it being Beast Boy and Cyborg, but then it's also Starfire and Raven. Yep. And so it's like, girls get to poop too, get yep. to think it's get to think it's hilarious to poop because my daughters think poop jokes are the funniest thing in the entire universe. And they laugh so hard at all the fart jokes in this. And so, like, it's a recognition that, like, women have bodily functions, too. <laughs> Which shouldn't be, you shouldn't get a cookie for that. But no. It's just, like, so many movies and TV shows and books fail at that. Yeah. That those two are not, like, that Robin and Starfire are not the buzzkill. Raven and Starfire. At all. Sorry. Raven and Starfire are not the buzzkill. No. They're not, like... They're the girls in the group, and so they're doing the, you know, making sure the boys are in line. That is absolutely not the dynamic, and I really appreciate that about this movie. Yeah, me too. What do you think about, um, is there anything to say about Jade Wilson turning out to have been a man dressed as a woman? I'm not sure. You're thinking, like, is that transphobic or anything? I'm not, I'm just wondering whether there's anything there to talk about. Hmm. I, well, I'll tip my hand and say, I think it's so uh, bizarre that like, she, it's a costume that doesn't work, mm-hmm. <laughs> that it's hard, it's, it's just goofy. So yeah, I, I don't find anything problematic in it. Yeah, because I don't think they're like saying that it's funny that it's that he's dressed as a woman they're more saying it's funny like there's no way he could have fit into that yeah person and it was so just out of nowhere yeah that's what that's what that's where all the humor comes from so there's definitely no poking fun at him for being dressed as a woman at all no there's zero no that's not where the humor comes from so i like that yeah me too for sure yeah i think this this movie definitely avoids a lot of pitfalls. Yeah. The humor is much more, uh, it's inclusive and, f- and, and just stupid humor. And also well. let's just say in terms of how humor works fresh. Yeah. One of the reasons, I mean, it's a second reason. The first reason why transphobic humor is bad is because it hurts people. Mm-hmm. The second reason is that it's stale and we've seen it before. Yeah, exactly. Right. Your your racist, transphobic, sexist humor is also boring. Yeah. And so this movie avoids a lot of that and makes fresh jokes, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, I think so too. What do we think about race in this movie? I think that it's just, uh, like, Cyborg is black. He's played, portrayed by a black man. You have all the background DC superheroes are what race they are in the, in the books, which is some of them... 
like John Stewart is black, who's yep. Green Lantern. I think it's fairly like I mean I don't think it's super diverse, mm-hmm. but I don't think it's noticeably not either. No, and uh, I appreciate that Cyborg is who Cyborg is. He is. Uh, he's not a stereotype while still being true to himself, which yeah. I like. I think that Cyborg being a football star in high school is a bit of a stereotype built into the character before this movie inherited him. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that they lean into that no. at all. I think they, in fact, lean away from the stereotype of him. Yeah, exactly. And in the background characters, there are one or two characters who, when you're... And Green Lantern is a great one to think of. If you're including Green Lantern in your cast, you have some choices of which Green Lantern. And the standard Green Lantern in animation has been uh, Jon Stewart, who is uh, African-American. And that is has always been... Uh, very likely, I don't think there's ever been any statement, but it has always been speculated that they made, they choose to use Jon Stewart to add some racial diversity to the Justice League. Yep. And like, again, you don't really get a cookie, but they could have done worse. Exactly. <laughs> you know? Exactly. That's, that. Yeah. totally. Anything else that you want to talk about in terms of taking this movie way too seriously? I'm not sure I have much. What about you? Anything else you want to touch on? This was a very light and goofy movie. And so it's, uh, like we could maybe talk about, um, gruesome violence played for laughs in a cartoony way, like stepping Mm. on Ant-Man and what, I mean on the Atom and wiping him off on the (laughs) ground, which is kind of (laughs) gross, but also really funny. Or it seems like he's okay after that. So it does. So it's less bad. Or hitting a uh, tiger doppelganger of Michael Bolton and running away when he's, like, dying on the street. Yeah, I felt like that went a bit far, that they didn't help him or didn't show kids that he was okay. Yeah. But he was pretty clearly a fantasy sequence character. Yeah, that's also true. But still, I don't know. So, like, those maybe are things we could scratch. I don't know that there's a lot of there there. Mm-hmm. Same. So, is it good? Is it seriously good? I think it's definitely good. Mm-hmm. The primary thing this movie was trying to be is funny. Mm-hmm. And I think it massively succeeded. Yeah. I think so, too. So I think it's really good, actually, at what it's trying to do. At what it's trying to do, it, it doesn't. I don't think it appeals to 100% of people and 100% of parents. I think some parents will go to this and be like, and kind of be eye-rolly. Yeah, I have to be. watch this with my kids. But we're not those parents. <laughs> we're the parents who are laughing so hard in the theater that other people are glaring at us. <laughs> so, definitely good. Definitely good. Seriously Is it seriously good? good? I think so. Like, yeah. I don't really see anything that I would label as seriously bad. I think the only thing to, like, you could complain about that uh, three-fifths of the main characters are still male. Mm-hmm. 
And you could complain that four-fifths of the main characters are still white or played by white actors, like Starfire is orange, but... Yeah, Beast Boy is green. Beast Boy is green. (laughs) But I'm inclined not to get too upset about that. Mm -hmm. I'm inclined to say that this movie does well anyway. And avoids a lot of the pitfalls. And really avoids a lot of pitfalls it could have... uh, fallen into so i'm inclined to still call it seriously good despite those reservations how about you i think so too so teen titans go to the movies both good and seriously good all right so if you have seen this movie if you want to talk about it with us if you want to tell me how much you love batgirl or hate batgirl or whatever um don't tell me you hate batgirl that's insane (laughs) the dc superhero girls at the beginning is also good and seriously good by the way yes absolutely that short it was excellent they had their green lantern was both female and uh dark-skinned so she didn't get a line but like i don't know who that green lantern is but good yeah that was cool anyway sorry you were giving contact information i was going to give contact information talk to us about all these things you can talk to us on twitter at wts cast you can send us an email way too seriously cast at gmail.com If you like what we do and want to hear some extra special bonus trivia episodes, you can support us. You can give just a dollar a month or as much as you want. Patreon.com slash ClockworksCast, which is named for our other podcast. Anything else that they need to know? Our viewers, Paul? Listeners, I mean. Not viewers. You can't see us. Thank goodness. Well, just since you mentioned it, uh... Teen Titans Go is a superhero movie. Our other podcast, Clockworks, is about a superhero TV show, Legion, and you might want to listen to it if you like superheroes. And you might want to watch the TV show Legion if you like superheroes and if you like meta things and uh, weird, wacky nonsense, because Legion is full of that. Yeah, not so much with the funny, wacky nonsense. as Sometimes it's quite funny. But often not. Often not. It's more like (laughs) violent, wacky, funny. (laughs) I've been Paul Moffat. I've been Jan Moffat. Teen Titans, go! To the movies. When are we going to make a movie about me?